Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we are going to be breaking down the March 20th Friday European, the LEC. You're going to have the Championship League for the LEC, which is going to be League of Legends European League. They're going back online. The United States is going to be coming back as well, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Huge 50K to first contest. That'll be Saturday. I'll have content for that. I'll also be on Awesomeo with Alex Baker, Awesomeo himself, from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., a little live before lock action over on the Awesomeo YouTube channel. But for right now, we're going to be covering the 5 a.m. slate tomorrow. That starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And if you're watching this later, it's, it's going to be today. I'm recording this about a day in advance. Uh, but we have all the totals. We have probably what is likely to be most of the starting lineup since you don't really see much transactions and changes in terms of starts when it comes to the LEC so far this year, at least from 14 games to when they took their break. So we're going to go through it like we usually do. Again, a lot more people are going to get interested in this stuff with Turkish soccer now ending and just bigger prize pools coming to the League of Legends. And it's seeming like the only sport that's going to survive any type of shutdowns of the leagues because they can just go online like some of these leagues already have. So with that being said, we do have now three leagues back in action. If you're brand new here, you get any value from this video or any of my previous content, be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube, notification bell, really do appreciate it. This is also going to be up on the podcast versions. So whatever podcast platform you're listening on, if you want to hit the subscribe button, it also helps a lot over there. Trying to get to 20,000 YouTube subscribers and we're just a few hundred away. So uh, all the help there is greatly appreciated. I also have Patreon content if you're interested in that. There's a link down below to that as well. And with that being said, without further ado, let's go into it by position. I'll be sure to hit on some strategy just for the people who are probably new here in terms of how to be building your lineups. Um, I'll say right off the top, just by analyzing lineups and seeing how things are going. I am now not against since the fields are getting much bigger and sharper as well, people stacking a lot. I am not against rostering a, a top liner, a jungler, or a support player in the captain spot. That is not an optimal build if you're playing cash. That is not the way that you want to go about this. You should stick to your mid laners and your ADC carry or AD carriers. Um, but if you're playing tournaments, the team, the team rosterable position is the only position I have excluded from my fantasy cruncher uh, settings when it comes to building groups and building teams um, for the captain spot. They're the only one I've excluded. And then also whoever I have in my captain spot will be the team that I have four players from. That is another rule that I have set. It's going to be specific for each day for which types of players, if I don't want to have the jungler in there, things like that. So that's just kind of a strategy right off the bat. So yes, support players. We just saw a support player take down the whole tournament in the captain spot split three ways. And we've seen some similar things as well. And now that these contests are going to be going from only a few thousand entries to now 18,000 entries as of Saturday's contest, you're going to see that those things happen instead of happening once every two weeks. They're going to start happening um, weekly, multiple times a week, because there's just a lot more lineups in there. And it's a way to just avoid being duplicated, the biggest thing that you want to do. So starting with the top liners, top laners, whatever you would like to call them. You're going to have a situation with the Vegas odds being out where it's always going to be priced off of Vegas odds. We'll see here. You usually end up getting a good amount of these players, every single top laner who's playing on these five teams, so or these five games, 10 teams, has started every single game. So again, in the Euro League compared to China, where they're, they're substituting in players probably on a daily basis, a different player is starting on at least one team. What you've seen here is a lot of just um, consistency in terms of who's in these starting lineups. I think a player that does stand out, and it's not going to offer you all that much in terms of if you're looking for from your top laner, just overall points upside. But if you're looking for the win upside at a cheaper price point, again, I apologize if I'm pronouncing some of these names wrong, but O-Rome. So Orome at 6,200, 
has a favorite chance here of minus 435. And that's where you're going to get the, the win upside pickups. Now, the, the problem is it's, it's, it's priced for a reason. You're not getting a ton of kills. 1.71 average kills is one of the worst here. That's why it's priced a little bit lower. You do get assists upside, second most assists. So average assists, 5.7 per contest is the second most. So there is upside there and a pre- pretty decent sized favorite. So it depends on where you're stacking, but that's a cheaper option. All the upper tier options, Wunder at 79% win rate, a 435 favorite as well. Going to just lead this slate by a wide margin and assists with 110 on the year, 7.9 per contest that's obviously fantastic if you're just looking at overall kills and upside there well then you can go all the way up to the top for alpharia and b whippo whippo b wipo whatever it might be um you're just gonna get the most there for over three kills per contest so um obviously the upper range depending on which teams you're gonna stack is where you should focus on if you want to look back at 2019 total stats from both the summer and spring you're going to see wonder you're going to see b wipo standing up there with the most assists and the most kills so there's a lot more kiss- consistency from those buckets up top Depends on where you want to stack. The biggest favorite is going to be um, OG here, just this team in general, 625 favorite. Uh, Pretty hard to ignore um, a 625 favorite. And the parity, I should point out, you're not really seeing much parity all that much. So the Origin Gaming, they're at 625 favorites. The this is not like the NFL where a huge underdog will win often. In in League of Legends, these huge under these huge underdogs aren't winning much. And on the flip side of that, these huge favorites are winning a ton. So that's why stacking these teams, and now that there's more of them on this slate instead of a two or three game slate, you have five, there's just gonna be nat- naturally less dupes. So yes, the 625 favorite probably has the best win chance, 60, 71% wins on the entire year. But trying to get down to some of those other favorites that are still 300 favorites, if you're just talking about the misfits um, at, at price points for Dan Dan at 6,600, things like that, if you're trying to stack there, there's a lot of upside as well, because they're just going to be lower owned if you're talking GPPs. Uh, so moving over to the mid laners now, one of the highest scoring positions, um, pretty much the exact same thing here, outside of just Vitality Gaming, where they've had um, Selfie start two matchups compared to Saken starting 12, every other player has started every single spot. Lineups will be confirmed later in the day as well probably later tonight early tomorrow morning but you get up more upside here as well just i mean the price points are going to be nice on these players nemesis is a sneaky not sneaky but depending on where you want to go a 556 favorite is is obviously fantastic uh, for fantex so you get the price point at 7400 it's priced up there but you're also getting the most assists from a player outside of perks all the way up at the top so a nice discount of 800 for 6.7 assists per contest the problem is just average kills as a mid laner you're not getting any kills there just 24 percent of the team's damage is one of the lower ones on the slate you're getting two kills per contest that's not great so picking up a lot more points with the assists it just seems like 8200 perks is somewhere that you're going to want to go here a 435 favorite again this is just a situation where g2 sports you're going to get some cheaper prices at other positions but they're a 435 favorite 79 percent win rate and you're getting the kills like 4.5 kills is the the highest on the slate by a decent margin for any of the favorites some of the underdogs have 4.0 kills per contest type of numbers and that's really good but you're not going to probably get the win here when you're a 400 uh, underdog plus 400 underdog in most spots so perk stands out a lot here at least early on for me and then definitely going to have pieces of some of these other players, especially when you get the cheaper price points. Um, but the $8,200 tag, it's just not enough of a drop off, at least from that second and third place for me to get away from it right now. Going to support again, I'm not totally against playing supports in the captain spot, depending on if you're playing a lot of lineups. If you're telling me that you're only playing one lineup, yeah, I'm probably not going there in a GPP. But even then, like you're going to have more upside in terms of not having a duplicated lineup if you do get unique with those types of builds. And they do win. They don't win often, but when they are winning, there's not going to be as many people playing them. So you will have an upside there. So for some of the support players, um, again, every single one of these teams is starting the same players every single day, except for Vitality. They've had Steelback starting six games so far this year and Vander 
uh, or in Jack Troll starting eight. So those are the only differences right there. Um, in terms of who's been more effective, it, it really is is straight up in the air. They both have four kills on the year in their starts. Again, Jack Troll started two more games, so I guess Steelback's been a little bit more effective. Kill participation is is actually really high for Steelback at seventy five percent. So at forty six hundred, still a large underdog, but that's the only situation where you'll have to see who's starting from any of the supports unless they're just some sort of unforeseen news that we haven't seen all year long but again once again supports are going to be cheaper generally because they don't pick up a lot of kills they're just going to end up going out there and getting a ton of assists and again for g2 like this is the team that you're probably going to want to at least stack one side of um milky x you're getting just 1.36 average of kills average kills per contest nobody's even close to that and then 11.71 average assists per contest nobody's even close to that not even close like everybody else is is at least less than three assists uh, per contest less 50% of the time he's getting he's drawing the first blood for bonuses for his team so he's going to correlate there for two points um, kills or creeps killed per seconds at 1.4 the second highest it's just it's a 60 to 200 price tag the drop off to kaiser kaiser at 5800 is not somewhere that i want to go just based on what you're going to get in a similar odds both at 435 but the production's nowhere near as much and then the drop off after that you're starting to just factor in okay well is the price worth it it seems like Milky X is somebody that's going to be in a ton of lineups just from a stacking perspective and even as like maybe a one-off if you're not trying to stack both sides, which again, back-to-back years now as we go from all of 2019 for the summer and Springling up until now Springling League halfway through or so, um, averaging over 11 assists per contest. Nobody else is even above uh, eight and a half right now. So pretty strong, clear. Other options, I mean, that are cheaper. I mean, you're going to have Destiny as a, a 625 favorite um, on the on the Origin team. So that's at least good to count on the win upside for a cheaper price point of 5,200 for a position that is consistent for the most part outside of having a, a stud on this slate. But you're still going to get a situation where all these rest of these studs that are favorites are averaging like eight assists per contest. So the idea of just going down to sort of the cheapest one does make some sense to me or getting down to some of the cheaper ones, maybe the one with the biggest upside. Most of them are hovering around 10, 12 kills outside of Milky X at the top with 19. So if you were to fade and you're if you're playing 150 lineups, I, I doubt you're probably putting 150 of the same player in there, but maybe you are. Um, but if you were to fade at least in one or some of the lineups, then I would probably just, I would rather get down to the bigger favorites that have just similar stats in terms of destiny um, and, and then ending up at just 50 or $5,000 from the Fantix team. So getting over to the ADC carrier. These are going to be another high scoring position if you're new here. The the mid laner and the ADC carrier. ADC carrier goes to the right, causes a lot of damage. They go to the right with the support, so they have somebody to kind of support them, like it says. Mid laner goes right up the middle where most of the, the fighting is. So you're going to see more kills on average for these types of positions and a good amount of assists as well. Kill participation, which is assists, kills, how often they are in, in, involved in kills for their team. These will also be naturally higher than some of the other positions. Same thing for first blood because they're just more active. So when you come here, there's actually a lot to choose between because pretty much all these favorites, a lot of their scores are, are going to be pretty high for the players here. You're going to see, and it's also important to point out that if you've been playing the China League of Legends, they play three rounds, best of three. So if somebody wins the first two, it's a two out of three sweep. You get a bonus for round three. And the European and United States, which starts Saturday, you're only getting one round. So like fantasy points per game, you're usually going to get like somewhere in the 80s or 90s for some of the China League players, it's going to be if for a really good player like in the 30s here or upper 20s. So that's just something to point out. They're playing a third of the matches. So just divide that by like a third pretty much. It's the same type of scoring. So it's it just a one round sudden death at that point, sort of a showdown for each of these in a way. Um, but you do have a, a ton of great options here. And it really depends on where you're going. Once again, like all the all the um, G2, or G2 esports players are going to be wildly expensive. And you're seeing that with caps here at 8,400, the highest price that I've seen since I started playing over the last week or so you're getting the highest 
kill participation. You're getting the highest first blood, highest assist percentage, 124 assists, 124 assists as in 80 carriers is pretty impressive. And the reason why is just a strong support player on his own team. We just saw that on the previous page, but 124 assists is over 40 more than anybody else in the slate. You're seeing 4.4 average kills per contest. That's the second highest to Reckles, um, who is at 8,200. So really strong. Um, again, I do prefer on some of these stud teams to prioritize um, some of the, the highest scoring players. I like the AD carrier, I like the mid, but it depends on your lineup construction. So yes, caps at the top is going to be somebody that I strongly like. Average 5.58 kills per contest all of last year. This year, like we said, kills per contest is at 4.4. So you're going to just see better players around him is a big reason why for that. But 8.9 assists per contest is absolutely wild. 435 favorites, 79% win rate. That's obviously good to see. Some other ones that are going to stand out. It's like a tier down though, and the pricing just isn't reflecting that. Like from the 8K plus um, 80 carriers that you have right now, the 7K range is literally a tier down. So like at 7,800, yes, you have a 625 favorite. So the win upside is there for sure, but only 3.9 average um, kills combined with a 5.7 average assist rate. Damage though is pretty good at 29.5%. So maybe getting a little bit unlucky for somebody like upset at 7,800. Um, if we're just going down now to Carzi at a 435 favorite, it just starts to get to a position where you're seeing just less assist percentages here in terms of assist per contest, less kills, and the price point's still pretty high up there at 7600. So, um, 80 carrier, I'm going to prioritize those top three spots. If you are, if you are stacking in your your captain spot an 80 carrier, then you obviously have another 80 carrier spot. You're probably not able to play like Caps and then Reckles. So, I do think that. Any of these favorites are fine to go to. Since there's five teams in this slate, I'm not really going to be playing much of the underdogs since they are all huge underdogs of like plus 230 or plus 250 at the the very best. So I'm going to be prioritizing all the favorites, all five of them. And I'm going to be getting a lot of the, the clear cut favorites like we've talked about with G2, some of these other teams with high scoring players. And I'm going to be putting those types of players in my, my four man stacks. And then I'll be strategizing just two and three man stacks after that from some of the other teams, um, just depending on how they fit in. And it's going to come down to salary at that point with the optimizer, not so much me just prioritizing other teams, because I think all these favorites have just all the chances in the world to win compared to teams that haven't won against them, teams that have like a 7% win rate. I'm looking at right now a 14% win rate. If you're looking at SK, so um, heading over to jungler where it ends up, junglers are players that just hop around the map. They do get involved in the action. So you will see higher kills upside because they'll be in the middle of the map where there's a lot of fighting. They'll hop really anywhere for assistance, usually in the middle of the map once the, the, the contest actually starts to get going and the rounds are actually trying to get won. So you're going to see once again, uh, G2, a jungler at the 75 plus $100 range is, is wild. So this is probably a spot that you can maybe get away from, but 4.36 assists or kills per contest, 7.7 assists. It's just, again, the best play in the slate from G2. These are, this is the four-man stack that you're going to want to play. 3.72 assist percentage or kill percentage all of last year, 79% win rate. Not much to say here. Jankos is, is fantastic. Uh, depending on how you want to stack your four mans, I'll have a good amount of. Shadow from, so this is interesting. So Shadow from Mad Lions, they're somebody that you're probably not going to have a lot of interest in them in general. But if you have a one-off spot, Shadow might be a spot that stands out a good amount. The only downside is you're paying up a, an upper tier price tag for somebody who's honestly probably $500 overpriced in my opinion. Uh, but that comes into play when it comes to lower ownership, things like that. The ones that do stand out, if you're just trying to look at some of the cheaper players who, once again, all these players have started every single game outside of just um, some of the Schalke 04 guys, they've split between Lorex with 10 starts and Gilius with four starts. So you'll see who starts there. We'll end up seeing probably a Lorex with anything, but again, everybody else has pretty much started every single game here. And you get a huge drop off, like I said, from Jankles up top from G2, but all these other players just mix and match them. Like if you want to go all the way down to Razark at 6,600 or um, XX, that I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, at 6,800, 
go for it. Like they're all probably going to win. They all have very similar assists per contest hovering around six. They all have very similar kills per contest hovering around somewhere around the three numbers. So if you're not going to pay all the way up, I'm fine mixing, matching, depending on where your stacks look at that point. And now for the team column, once again, I am not going to be playing any of these teams in the captain spot. I would prioritize against that, honestly. Again, um, it's just not, there's no upside. These teams at best are going to score you like 65 points. Maybe you get one scoring a little bit more than that. And some of the worst like support players, if their team wins, are going to end up scoring like 70, well, not 70, this is China League scoring. So a third of it, they're going to end up scoring like uh, 25 or so, right? So it's just not worth it when these teams are, are going to average in their best days, like 18 points. So there's just not a ceiling is what I'm trying to say there. So at best, you're getting probably somewhere around like 16 points from these guys. Whereas if you're playing some of your other position players, even just like a mid, you, you can get double that and then you're just never going to win with a team spot there. So I do think it's interesting. Um, it, it really does depend though, because the team has become more viable in these European and American leagues because there's only one round. So it's it's easier for a team to just get a ton of wins, a ton of kills. And it's just a, a you get the win bonus, all that type of stuff. Um, so it could be a little bit closer to what you're getting from some of these other positions, but they just don't pick up points the same way in terms of assists and all that. So it makes it a little bit more difficult. So teams are still going to be excluded from all of my stuff here. And yeah, just the five favorites. The five favorites will be in my lobbies. I do like playing underdogs, but more so on two or three game slates where there are closer odds. These teams just probably aren't going to lose. Like maybe one team loses out of these five, but it probably doesn't end up mattering all that much. And I also don't think that it's going to happen where the the smallest favorite is a minus 323 favorite. And like the NFL, that's like a, I don't know, like a seven point favorite, an eight, 10 point favorite. And there's a lot less parity here than in the NFL where any team can win on any given Sunday here. It seems like the favorite just always end up winning. So if you're just trying to look at some stuff here, um, Dragon control percentage for OG is just fantastic. G2 as well is is good. You're, you're just looking at combined kills per minute as well, just to see their upside. G2 is going to lead that by a wide margin. Jungle percentage, all these things that will just kind of tell you how they play, how secure they are as a team in general. So you are getting G2 at 5,600. I'm probably just not going to get there though. Like, yes, they look like the team that individually looks fantastic, but I'm not stacking the guys that I'm... So if I make a four-man stack, I'm not putting the team in that because it limits your upside in my opinion. So G2 is probably a team that I'll actually have a lot less of in my team slot because I'll get to a lot of their players, but all these other teams look good. Like I, I'm not going to prioritize paying all the way up for them unless I have the money, but it, it's just priced in a way that you probably are not going to have a ton of money. So playing the misfits as a one-off, like if you just wanted to play the misfits as 323 favorites, they're pretty much averaging the, averaging the same amount of points every single out of all these other guys. Like every single favorite right now is pretty much averaging 18 points per contest. G2 esports is averaging 19 in terms of DraftKings points per contest per win at that point. Um, so I think I'm fine paying all the way down for the Misfits. Like if you wanted to do a four-man stack with just say the G2 team, with the Misfits in the defense, and then do one-offs or two from one team from another team, I think that adds up pretty well. You're going to have to get creative with salary. So saving at least $500 to $800 by just playing some of these, these lesser priced but still big favorites makes sense. All right, so this is the breakdown for the European League. Five games starting at 1 p.m. East Coast time on Friday, March 20th. Let me know what you think of this video. Let me know if you enjoyed it. I imagine a lot more of new people are going to be flooded into this content because I think this will be a helpful video and a breakdown as more money comes into the League of Legends space because of the pandemic going on for some of the other sports that are in person. You're going to see a lot more people create content one, but a lot more people be interested in this content. So thank you for being here. Hit the subscribe button before you go. If you just have any seconds at all in your day, it really does help go a long way. Be sure to do that as well in the podcast version. If that's where you're listening on whatever platform it does out also help me as well. And you can check out Patreon if you are indeed interested in getting some of these charts, getting my interest in this F column. I fill in my interest later on. So I'll put a yes, a maybe or a no in terms of what my player pool is looking like in, in the priority of how much of a percentage of those guys that I have. So with that all said, you can check that out linked up down below with some free strategy guides as well. My name's Sal. Thank you for tuning in. 
The next video, if you're watching this one, that will also be out is going to end up being a video for the 5 p.m. start for on the uh, the North American United States League is back. So that will be on Saturday. I'll be releasing that video on Friday afternoon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all tuning into this video. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.